Hi, and welcome to The Curve Weekly, the podcast that keeps you up to date with all the money, business, and stock market tea. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Help me, I'm poor. So I am a ghost. Look, it's happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) I mean, if you've listened to us for a while, even if you're new, we're desperately trying to make finance fun and interesting, right? Which is very difficult to do sometimes. So we thought, actually, this was your idea. I know. I was like, hey, we're going to be releasing a podcast on Halloween, so we may as well dress up. Kind of didn't really think about the mechanics, to be honest. Also, Piss poor effort from you. I'm a ghost. You're a, she's got a sheet and she's just poked holes in the eyes and the mouth. I know. <laughs> I've gone a little bit all out. Um, so I've softed arts and crafts, very on brand. I've currently got a giant gold triangle on my head. Yes. So I'm actually, I've come as a pyramid scheme. We'll post some photos to our socials. Oh my God, it's so uncomfortable. Okay. So in this week of, oh, I can't even see my notes, lol. Okay. <laughs> I've just got a picture of the video. Oh, fuck, you look funny. Okay, so The Curve <laughs> Weekly. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Yeah, we won't be doing this again. No, yes. This is a once-in-a-Halloween special. Mm. But What's happening in the markets, Wiki? Well, we've got lots going on. It's reporting season again. Again? I know, it comes around a lot, doesn't it? But it's yeah. great because it gives me stuff to talk about, so I'm like, thank you. Oh. Uh, yes, but firstly, let's talk about Snapchat. Okay. So they haven't done too well, and then now they are doing well, and then now they're going back to not probably doing too well. Right. So they've had their result, and they have come out saying that they had a really good result for the three months ended September, but they're saying the outlook might not be as good because they're seeing a slowdown in advertising revenue, which is what a lot of the other big tech companies are seeing as well. So things like uh, Alphabet, which is Google, um, and Meta, and, you know, there's a lot of big companies that are seeing a slowdown in ad spend as well due to the war in Israel and Palestine. Uh, yes, so it IPO'd in 2017, so six years ago. Oh, yeah. And it IPO'd on the New York Stock Exchange at about $17. It then went, had a fantastic run. Anyway, went up to $83 and mm. is now at $9. So it's had... Jesus. Yeah, so if you had invested IPO, your investment wouldn't have done too well now because it's $9. So... What, you just... Sorry, just checking my recording. <laughs> I don't want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is a bad tool. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll just do that. <laughs> you can kind of see my mouth through my eye. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. So... But it had a really good result, which was quite surprising. Really? Yeah. So it's finally had some revenue growth. It makes revenue from ads. So ads spend. So advertisers will put ads on. It's on Snapchat. Oh, like uh, in Instagram stories. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but the thing is that a lot of advertisers what we're seeing lately, and it's interesting because someone asked me this a while ago, you know, what impact are we going to see from the Israel-Palestine war? And I was like, look, to be honest, if it's contained to the Middle East, then there won't be too much of an impact on US companies. But obviously that's unfolding now and getting bigger and getting more countries involved. But one thing we are seeing is a slowdown in ad revenue because everyone's on their phone consuming the news or on the TV watching the news unfold. Their advertisers are like, you know what? Let's just pull back on our advertising spend because you know, we, we, we're not going to get the cut through that we would normally get if it wasn't a big news day. So it had a really good three months up to September 
30th and then it's saying, but you know what? Now what we're seeing is that advertisers are slowing down their spend because of the war, the news, TV platforms, social media platforms is consumed with what's unfolding over there. So a lot of a lot of companies and uh, advertising agencies are like, you know what? Let's just let's just park some spending until until there's enough room on platforms for us to advertise again effectively. But the company's still actually making a three hundred million dollar loss. Snapchat, so they're not even making money yet, which is quite wild. I thought. Well, I just I didn't. I yeah. honestly just don't even think anyone. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the users, so there's one point four billion users on Instagram in terms of active users per month. Mm. There's one billion on TikTok and there's five hundred million on Snapchat which I'm still surprised there's 500 million people that use Snapchat. I think the good but, thing about Snapchat is it's it's not very, I mean, I could be wrong here, but I feel like it's not particularly moderated. So maybe even with things that are happening in mm. Palestine and Israel, people can put stuff up without so much moderation. I, I mean, a lot. I've seen a lot of people on mm. Instagram saying that they're being shadow banned yeah. and that their content's not being seen and that, the algorithm and mainstream media are really trying to control the narrative. So I wonder if if maybe Snapchat, because it's a bit more the Wild West, like you just take a video and send it. Mm. I don't know, maybe there's something in that. Funny you should say that about Snapchat around, I guess, a bit more free reign because there is now, I think it's 33 states in America that are suing Meta due to the fact that they're saying that it is harmful to young people's mental health. So that's really? yeah, that's over half the states in America are suing the company. Like that's big. That's big time. Suing Instagram. Yeah. Suing Instagram, saying that your app is harming young people, which I don't know. Like I'm kind of like, of course it is. But at what point is it the parents' job to be like, don't have screen time? It's you so know, like, like there's so many bad things on the news and, and inappropriate programs and stuff that you don't let your kids watch. Like it's kind you don't you don't blame you don't go suing the TV. I know, you know? It's, but like it's, it's interesting though because like for example today and yesterday are the first two mornings that I've gotten out of bed without just lying in literally in bed on my phone. Yeah, mostly on Instagram for an entire hour. Like literally, yeah. I've been in this horrendous pattern as a 32 year old adult where I cannot get myself out of bed and I get sucked into the stupid hole. <laughs> And it's re- it is really bad yeah. for my mental health. This is me with like full control over who I am or what I do with my day, and yet yeah. I still can't seem to fight it. Yeah. So I actually have started plugging my phone in away from my mm. bed. And I, this morning I, and yesterday I said to myself, you are not looking at your phone until you've got yourself up and out of the house. So I went for like a walk, did a tiny bit of exercise both mornings, and the difference that it made to my mental health was huge. But, totally. you know, that that's me who – I'm an adult. If I can't resist the app, I, I don't yeah. even know what 15-year-olds would be doing. But, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like whose responsibility is that? Totally. Is it, is it the parents? Is it the governments? Is it metas? It's so hard. So in America, mm. half of the country is basically suing meta. Yeah, 33 states are suing meta, saying that it's, like, addictive and it's, like, concealing danger and it's just, like, it's quite... That's crazy. Yeah. That's a huge amount of states. And then I looked and I was like, okay, so what if they get sued and they have to pay like a huge fine? I was like, Meta made $12 billion in profit in three months. I was like, even if you sued them $12 billion, that's three months of their profit. It's not going to touch the sides. Touch the sides. Um, and that profits, you know, it's up 160% on that three months last year, which is just like wild. So I don't know what will happen, but 
I think this will probably be a long, drawn-out process and maybe they have to put more processes in place so that kids don't or young people don't spend so much time on the app. Like in China, they have literal restrictions on when you can and can't use your phone and certain apps, which maybe that would be brought in. But then it's like you're telling people what they can spend their time on. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, they've made $12 billion in the quarter. You know, they're hardly... Scared of a couple of yeah, states suing them. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having started a company, though, where one of the biggest countries in the world, mm. half of them are wanting to sue. I know. You know, like... I wonder what your conscience is in terms of being the leader of that company to know so many people are blaming you for the mental health of the entire population. But then how many people would be so thankful for Instagram, for the businesses they've created, the money that they've made, the people they've been able to keep in touch with, the relationships that have started through Instagram, you know? Like, I guess it kind of comes back to... Your values, what are you prepared to invest in? You know, are you okay with with this or not? If not, maybe Meta is not a company that you will invest in. So individual preference, really. Gosh, there's a lot going on in the yeah. world at the moment, isn't there? And some other things going on. In terms of our outfits, it feels all of a sudden inappropriate. I know. <laughs> You know, like, here we are being like, happy Halloween, trying to be a, and a bit like the of war joy. And mental health. Yeah. And, yeah. Bad taste um, from us. Okay, well, here's some positive stuff. So Hong Kong has a bit of a problem. What kind of problem? People aren't having sex. Why? It's a bit How of a it... sexless nation. Oh, no. So the government is planning to pay out 20,000 Hong Kong dollars, which is about 2,500 US mm. per baby to help encourage people to have sex and have babies. But hold on. Have you tried to spin the story to be like, people aren't having sex or to make it more sound more interesting? Or is it the idea no. that the, the population is shrinking and that's why they want to pay people? I mean, a bit of both. Yeah. So the government has all these grand plans, these projects want to do, it wants to grow the region, but people aren't having sex and they're not having children. And this is all due to work stress, the exciting nightlife that's in Hong Kong and the really tight living conditions. So people are not horny. No one wants aren't to have horny. sex. Yeah. They're, they're, they're too concerned with work and, and stressed about work. So they're Oh like, gosh, I think this is a global issue. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? Okay, we're gonna encourage baby making by giving everyone two thousand six hundred US if they have a baby. Yeah. So can't they just pay us for having sex, not just having a baby? I think that's called prostitution. Yeah, whoopsies. I but mean, if the government does it, is it? Well, I think that they should be, they should be subsidising vibrators or giving free lube. Like, give a bit of other, th you know, help the other people that don't want to have babies but, that also need to be having more sex. But the whole point is that they want people to have sex to have babies. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I think you 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 start with the root of the problem. Excuse the pun. <laughs> I'm laughing under this shoot. <laughs> you address the work stress and you address the shitty living conditions, you know? Just like you trying to see out of that shit. I know, sheet. God. I thought having less babies was actually a really good thing from an environmental standpoint. I thought we were trying to encourage people to have less children for I think that's, the planet. I think that's you. I think. No, I'm sure that was a thing. No, governments, they, you want population growth. 
Population growth means money, economic growth, and it yeah. Means- see, this is the difference, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the the planet can't handle it. Yeah, but the economy's like we need it. Yeah, like Japan's got a huge issue because it's got a real aging population and people aren't having enough children. So you're going to get stagnant growth or growth going backwards, which is never good for a country. Which leads to income growth, job prosperity, productivity, innovation. Yeah, all of that. Um, yes, but in other news, and on the other end of the spectrum, so we've gone from babies to older people, older women. You know I love Microsoft. Oh. Hey, I was at an event the other night and someone that used to work at Microsoft was there and I was like, Vic should have come. She would have loved this. <laughs> What's so, happening there? Anyway, they're one of the very few companies that are now offering menopause benefits. Yes. Yes. Go, Go Microsoft. Microsoft. Another green tick for you. I love that. Yes. So companies like Microsoft, Abercrombie and Fitch. And, no way. Abercrombie and Fitch. They're, they're playing catch up. They have got a lot of work to do. That company, but anyway, they there's a, there's a handful of companies. And the NBA, actually, which is a company in itself, not the basketball team, but the company that owns the organization, uh, they are providing things like hormone therapy, counseling, um, all of that to help retain that older demographic of women. Uh, because Amazing. that makes up about 20% of the labor force. And that, you know, if you're not feeling well, you're going through hot flushes, you're tired, that's actually, they've calculated. Um, is, has cost the US economy about $27 billion a year. So, and like lack of productivity and, and not being able to work. So the more that companies can support those women and just be a bit like nicer and kind of supportive and, well, you know, encouraging. Yeah, and being like, you know what? I think it's really hard to go back to work later in life. I think, yeah. I think if you've had kids and then you're going back to work, it can be really overwhelming and scary and the, the – yeah. Yeah, that more And I also think it's just like if I was tossing up between two jobs, say it was Microsoft and, I don't know, Amazon, and Microsoft gave me, you know, a lot of menopause benefits and I was heading into that age bracket, I'd be like, oh, well, I'll definitely choose Microsoft. Well, you know I wish I mean? that they had similar stuff for egg freezing and fertility. Yeah. And-, and I also think as we get older, we're still working longer. Like back in the day, probably – women going through menopause, well, A, women weren't probably a large part of the workforce, and B, you didn't work that late in life, you probably retired. So now that women are working longer as well, mm. it kind of makes sense. So, yeah, so go Microsoft. That's so great. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could yeah. make a montage of your go Microsoft, sorry. I know. Gosh, yes. <laughs> it could be a song. Go Microsoft. Go, go, go Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah, so hopefully we see more and more not just support for women at that age bracket, but women in general. Just in the women workforce. in general, and I think I hope that we start to see almost a snowball effect. And when as soon as a few companies start doing this, mm. the others are like, "Well, if we want to be attractive to female staff and for them to think about applying at our companies, we have to also provide those." Benefits. benefits. It's kind of like sick leave back in the day. You know, companies didn't offer sick leave. And then slowly you get introduced and then now it's just the norm and holiday leave and all of that. What on earth did you do before sick leave was a thing? You probably just took your holiday. I don't know. Holiday leave. That's dire. Yeah. So I just think it's so good all these things that have come out of COVID in terms of flexible working conditions for everyone, but that naturally benefits women more. Mm. And things like this, a real focus on health and well-being. 
and how important that is and how important it is to have a really healthy and I guess good cultured company. Totally. You know, you can't put a price on that. There's so, just I think there's just a, a real wake up call happening yeah. when it comes to what is needed to create actual equality in the workplace. Totally. And that comes with flexible working hours. It comes like every, honestly, I cannot even remember how I managed to do washing, cook food, Mm. like while also being in an office all day. And then you add in being a parent on top of that. And like, how on earth was it done? I know. Yeah. Genuinely cannot remember. I mean, we must not have been able to get it done. It's just impossible. Even this morning, I put on a load of washing. It takes five seconds, but the amount of like ease that, that will bring me rather yeah. than having to try and fit it in before or after work at like 6am or 8pm at night. Totally. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when companies provide these kind of benefits, there's, it's it's a two-way give and take. Do you know what I mean? Like if I feel valued at a company, I'm going to give more to that company and vice versa. Whereas if you're like, no, you got to take your sick leave as part of your holiday pay. It's like, oh, well, screw you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That like you haven't given me, you don't care for me, so I'm not going to care for you. So I think it definitely goes both ways. Mm. You know, you give me some flexibility. I'll make sure I work, work hard. You know, it kind of just also comes down to trusting your employees, I think. Totally. Because like, I mean, Vic and I work completely different hours. Like Vic loves to be at work super early (laughs) and I would way prefer not to be there super early. And when I say super early, I mean like 6.30. She's crazy. But But then, you know, it's not a judgment thing. If I get in at 10 o'clock, you're not like, oh, you're so lazy because last night I worked till midnight, you know. And and obviously that's not what I want to do every night. But I think it just comes down to trusting that the people that you work with or who work for you. Mm. And it's very easy to weed out the people that. It's, it's very easy to weed out the ones that aren't working. Oh, it's yeah. so obvious. Yeah. And, and the people that are taking the piss. But how nice to have female staff that don't feel stressed, burnt out because they are trying to do everything. Trying to do everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's way better for a company. 100%. Anyway, we could talk about this till the cows come home. <laughs> but well, I was going to say, I feel a bit disappointed in my, in my episode. No, no. Oh. God, no, no, no. I was like, I tried. No, no, you did really well. Sorry, no. <laughs> Thanks, babe. No, no, I wasn't meaning that. I feel a bit disappointed with my outfit. Like the things are falling off my eye right now. My like, can you see or you can't see? I just love, oh my God, I have to tell this story. So when, this is a few years ago, and so I started dating this guy. And you know that Mean Girls, that part in Mean Girls where she turns up as like the bride with like all that terrible makeup. Oh, and, yeah. and then she sees like these Playboy bunnies and stuff and she's like, Oh, Halloween is the one time of the year where the girls get to dress like sluts. Yeah. Anyway, and she didn't realize that. She'd been homeschooled and she's like, yeah, anyway, probably people know me girls. I think people know me girls. They better (laughs) need to explain. (laughs) Anyway, so we're at this party and Soph turns up and she had gone as the Joker. So (laughs) she had teased her here and it had all this like green shit or something. I sprayed it green. Sprayed it green. She was in an oversized suit. You looked great, babe. You looked great. But she just started dating this guy and I was like, wow, a very, (laughs) very ballsy uh, outfit choice from you. And she had this face paint on with the smile that goes up to your cheeks. It was like a real hardcore outfit, wasn't it? And I saw you at the end of the night and it was like crusty and flaking off and all over your suit. And I was just (laughs) like. Meanwhile, I'm like. Hey, babe, want to kiss hey, me? Hey, babe, want to kiss me? <laughs> oh, my God, it was so funny. I, was I wish taking, I had a photo. Oh, oh, I think I'll be able to oh find God. a photo. 
It was like But taking- Soph does go to the extremes, which I love. Oh. All right, let's call it a day. Happy okay. Halloween, Happy everyone. Happy Halloween. <laughs> I hope you get lots of candy. Thank you so much for listening to The Curve Weekly. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all the money, business, stock market news. And if you like what you heard, we would love a review. Thank you. Yes, we would love a review. But if you did hate it, please, yeah, don't leave one if you hate it. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, could you please leave a review? Because it really helps other people find our cute little podcast. And we hope you have a good week and see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) See you next Tuesday, I mean Monday.